When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 275, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome to another Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Fridays are usually where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. But today is gonna be different. I was a guest on KGO Radio AM 810 with Brian Copeland for his Motivation Monday segment again. And today, I'm going to share that with you here. If you want to hear my previous appearances on his show, I played those on episodes 120, 190, and 235. So again, I want to thank Brian Copeland and his producer Carolyn for inviting me back as a guest on his Motivation Monday episode. It is always a pleasure. We always have a great time. So with that, here's the interview as we optimize your life. Motivation Monday here on KGO. Every Monday at this time, I present an expert in the field of personal development to give you some practical tips on improving the quality of your life. Here we talk about health, we talk about goals, finances, stress reduction, all kinds of things to make your life better. And this week, one of my favorite guests uh, is back on the program. Uh, Dr. Neil Mollick, always a pleasure to have you on the program. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. We're going to talk about finding and selecting nutritious fast food options. And I was joking in the last hour saying that I, I didn't know that there were any. <laughs> because <laughs> it's always like a last resort and I just feel guilty. And it's like, but I, I need to eat something. I'm in a hurry. I don't have a lot of time. McDonald's is right here. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some decent options, and which is what I'm going to share with you. But um, I think that's that's the issue with fast food. It's kind of like it's the perfect habit to form. It's everywhere, which makes it easy for us to find. And then there's drive-throughs, so we don't even need to get out of our cars. Mm-hmm. It's cheap, 
it's tasty. So we get all these rewards uh, from it. But of course, our bodies are telling a very different story different when we consume story. it too frequently. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, in, and in the next segment, you'll give us five practical tips on, uh, on, on healthy fast food options. But do you think that fast food in and of itself gets a bad rap? You know, I mean, I never really thought about it till I saw Super Size Me a number of years ago. Then I was like, oh, man. <laughs> It'll be a while before yeah. I put that in my body again. Right. And, and Super Size Me is, is a wonderful documentary, but it, of course, is a bit one-sided in a sense that I'm going to only eat these certain foods for a prolonged period of time, which doesn't really happen in reality. We're often consuming maybe fast food two, three, four times a week, but it's likely going to be very different food options. And mm -hmm. so, uh, yes, it was an eye-opener for sure, but sometimes I do believe fast food can get a bad rap. Um, again, it is convenient and there are some decent options, and many restaurants are are providing some of those more nutritious op options now. You know, it's interesting. When, uh, you know, when here in, and you're you're in San Diego, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Correct. Here in California, yeah. When when they passed the law that uh, uh, that uh, restaurants had to uh, certainly chain restaurants anyway had to put nutritional information like the calories. Uh, next to to uh, the items that they're selling, and I thought it was a dumb idea in that it wasn't going to make a difference, and it really does. You know, I look at a Big Mac and I see that's twelve hundred calories. It's like ah, I can only like fifteen hundred today. I mean, do I want to eat, eat them all here? I mean, it, 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 are, are the studies showing that it is uh, in fact having an impact on the choices that people make as far as foods concerned? You know, what's very interesting is that some studies conflict. Some studies show that it is helpful and other studies not so much. The pattern that I found is that in certain areas, and what I've seen is like big cities, it tends to have an impact. But for other areas around the country, not so much. And again, I think it just means we need more data to really know for sure. But for me, I feel like it's, it's always good to give the consumer as much information as possible and mm -hmm. let them make the choice. Um, what should we? What 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 do you think we should stay away from as far as fast food choices are concerned? Because I think we talked about before. You know, my weakness is like yours, and that's French fries. That's my kryptonite. I lose oh, my powers. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. And what's been interesting about French fries in particular, and even though I know this, I still partake every now and then, is that the combination of the deep frying with the starch that's found in the potato, it tends it releases this compound called acrylamide which may lead to an increased risk for certain types of cancer. So certain fried foods like that, not so great to consume all that often. Potato chips, same thing. Oh, man. Uh, see, this is the first time hearing of this. Really? <laughs> I know. <laughs> French fries cause cancer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it may. Uh, we don't know for <laughs> sure, but, but there's potentially a link there. All right. So what, what should we stay away from? You know, we'll, we'll talk in the next segment about what we should choose. Tell us specifically what, so fries, uh, you should cut down on your intake of them, I guess, or just not have them as a regular staple in your diet. What else? If you're going to a drive through you're on the, another time, road trips, long road trip, oh, you know, yeah. you're going down, I, you've been on I-5, I'm sure, going miles and miles. Absolutely. You're starving and it's all fast food off to the side. What should you avoid? Yes, uh, I would avoid basically supersizing or getting the large of anything, like the macho or the large. Um, oftentimes, it's just too big of a portion, and we're going to consume that food, especially when we're, on, when we're on the run, really quickly. And that doesn't give our brains really enough time to understand that we've had enough to eat. It takes a little bit of time for that to happen. And so if we order the large of anything or the macho size or supersize of anything, 
we're going to eat the whole thing and get way too many calories than we actually need at that moment. Mm -hmm. Are there any fast food chains that you think are, are, are better than, than others in terms of being able to, you know, to, to go in there and grab a meal without too much damage? I'm thinking like, I mean, it, it, would Subway be considered fast food? I would consider it fast food, yes. Okay. Uh, so Subway would be one of those uh, decent options for sure. I know that uh, Chick-fil-A, for example, also is kind of moving in that direction where they're trying to provide some more nutritious options. Um, it really, though, for me, comes down to portion size and frequency. That's, that's really the, the key here is how often are we doing it and how much food are we getting at that one moment? So you can have a little bit every once in a while is what you're saying. You got it. You okay, because it. it's just that there's when I go out, if you're going to go for this kind of food, you don't really necessarily want to eat healthy. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I go to McDonald's, yeah. I don't want apple slices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you offer me apple slices? No, I don't want. I'll have a hamburger and apple slices. No, I want hamburger and fries. Yeah, and and you know that's the thing we're learning is why sometimes the calories when they post them it doesn't work is because some people know what they're getting when they go to these fast food restaurants. And for me to discourage someone from going altogether, it's kind of a fool's errand because people are going to go. It's, it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they're going to be on road trips and things and they're going to have to go. And it's OK. And so that's why you're not going to hear me say with my five tips, anything like go for the fruit or replace French fries with apples, because people have heard that before. Yeah. And, and we're not so doing I wanted it. To give we're not, yeah, not, it's not happening. We're not, exactly. not going to do it. Forget it. All right, let me ask you this: right. Are are you know you you have a, more and more of the the fast food places are offering breakfast as as an option, uh, and now you know McDonald's has got breakfast going all day. So mm -hmm. just like Jack in the Box, some of the other ones are are the breakfast meals any healthier overall than than uh, the, the regular fare? No, uh, in fact, some of the breakfast foods can actually be worse when we look at uh, calories, the types of fat we find in those products. So uh, not necessarily. So I'm being delusional with my egg white delight. Well, the egg white, is, it's a better option for sure. Um, I would say it's just going to depend on what you're ordering and, of course, how big it is. And so if you're choosing egg whites over regular eggs with yolk, that may be a good idea. Mm -hmm. And I know there's some controversy with regards to whether or not eggs are truly beneficial or harmful for us. Oh, that's every 10 years. It goes back and forth. First, they're <laughs> terrible. No, 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 they're great. Oh, wait, no, they're bad. Oh, wait, no, no, they're great. So I, I forget Absolutely. it. I'm just eating yeah. what I want when that's, where that's concerned. Uh, <laughs> and uh, today, Dr. Neal is going to give us five tips, five tips on uh, selecting nutritious fast food options. Okay, so tip number one. Okay, so uh, this is something your listeners have probably heard before, but bear with me here. You want to go for unbreaded chicken or, and fish options. Um, again, probably have heard this before, but most don't realize that the reason grilled meats and grilled poultry, grilled fish tend to be more nutritious is that the breading and the deep frying changes the composition of the food. So first, of course, it adds calories and fat. But second, like I mentioned before the break, mm -hmm. deep frying increases acrylamide in the food and acrylamide may increase risk for certain forms of cancer. So we talked about it with French fries. You're going to get some acrylamide in chicken and fish, but it's not going to be as much as French fries, thankfully, but it'll still be there. Um, so what I recommend is if you can select grilled, but let's say you're really craving something with breading on it. You want that deep fried chicken sandwich. What my niece does, no joke. I did not cue her to do this, but she actually picks the breading off 
and consumes it without all of that those extra calories and it still keeps the meat a little bit more tender and juicy which she prefers yeah because sometimes the, the grilled stuff is dried out at fast food places sometimes yep absolutely all right well let me ask you this i it, does that grilling apply to hamburgers as opposed to fried for example i guess it's burger king that that grills them or if you're if you're able to find other fast food places that aren't part of big chains that that grill are you better off doing that than your typical fried hamburger if that's what you want Yes. So if you had the choice between, let's say, a grilled ground beef burger or a breaded chicken or fish product, you would actually be better off consuming the grilled meat, the grilled ground beef. Okay. Uh, tip number two. Number two, if you do happen to get a salad at a fast food restaurant, I know it does happen. Some people actually do like them, prefer them. Remember that the core of the salad is great. It's the toppings and the dressings that get us into trouble. So I believe most restaurants are doing this, but just to double check, always get the dressing on the side. If you can, order a balsamic vinaigrette, like an oil-based dressing, mm -hmm. as opposed to a ranch or blue cheese or a Caesar. But if you prefer ranch, blue cheese, or Caesar, that's okay. Just be sure, again, it's on the side. And one of the tricks I use is I sometimes I like those kind of creamy dressings every now and then. I'll dip my fork in the container and then grab a piece, grab a bite of salad. And you'll use a lot less that way, but you get the flavor with each bite. Now, just and if the, you can, yeah, go ahead. I was mm -hmm. going to say, j j just an aside, in, in terms of other restaurants, you know, fancier sit-down restaurants, um, I had always ordered, uh, you know, dressing on the side. You see that all the time. A lot of folks who are watching calories do that. And I have read a couple of places where they say that don't do that because you're still going to use too much. Just have it tossed. Because if the if the dressing, mm -hmm. if you have them toss it in the kitchen, they're still going to use less dressing than what you're going to put on yourself. Is, is that accurate, do you think? Or, or is that, you know, so many different opinions on so many different issues here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I could see that happening, which is which is kind of why I like the dipping the fork idea, because you're absolutely right. People can just take the dressing on the side and just dump the whole thing all over their salad. And so instead, if we don't dump it, just dip your fork in it and then grab some salad, you'll get all of that flavor with of the dressing, but you're going to use so much less. Okay, now you mentioned uh, toppings as well, so I'm assuming you, you want us to stay away from the che putting cheese on it and stay away from the croutons and all that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I'm I'm a fan of croutons. I love them. Me too. I like cheese on my salad. Totally get it. Um, so I would just say ask for light croutons or sprinkling of cheese instead of what they would normally add. Again, don't feel like you need to completely avoid them. It's even hard for me. But uh, just ask for, like, a dusting of those things or just go light on them, and, and that would be fine. That would still save a lot of calories. Bottom line is, if it tastes good, it's bad for you. <laughs> no, I hope not. If you'll enjoy eating it and it tastes good, it's probably bad for you. <laughs> it's it's going to sound like I'm, I'm just the run-of-the-mill run dietitian, but I promise there are healthy, nutritious foods that taste good. I promise. All right. Uh, tip number three. Number three, uh of course, get your condiments on the side. I do this with all of my restaurant orders. So if, for example, your burger comes with mayo, just ask for no mayo and then the mayo on the side, and chances are you're going to apply less than they would. They usually just apply this large dollop on top. Mm -hmm. If it comes with sour cream or something, go ahead and just ask for it on the side and add your own. Um, mustard is fine. I wouldn't stress too much about that. Ketchup, kind of a bit high in sodium and sugar, believe it or not, is deceivingly high in both of those. So not a bad idea to get ketchup on the side, too. But condiments and dressings, those tend to be just full of calories and some of those not-so-great fats. Wait, wait, back up a minute. Are you mean to tell me that ketchup is not good for me? Really? <laughs> uh, 
Reagan is deceivingly the, high in sodium and sugar. Yeah. The Reagan administration said it's a vegetable. <laughs> oh, I know. The USDA still classifies <laughs> it as a vegetable. Oh, yes. they do still. Yes. Oh man. So it's so it's the yes. sugar. Okay, but, but when you when you say it's high in sugar, okay, why is that bad for you? I mean, does that mean it's high in calories? Well, I mean, unless you're a diabetic or someone who's sugar sensitive, why is that bad for you? Yeah, so um, it's going to be a form of an added sugar. Uh, it helps preserve it and keeps the taste. It makes the ketchup taste good. It's also high in sodium. So when you add a lot of salt to something, you want to add a lot of sugar to kind of offset it. Both are wonderful preservatives. Both are flavor enhancers. And so with the sugar, because it's going to be an added simple form of it, the body processes it very differently. And it can be converted to fat very quickly, for example. It's going to raise your insulin levels. Even mm. for healthy people, we don't oh, want to wow. see that spike. It's because you're going to you're going to get a crash soon after. You're not going to feel your best very soon after that. So that's why these simple sugars, these added sugars, yeah, are, aren't so great for us. You know, just an aside again. You, everything you you mentioned, every time we talk, this always happens. I get off the track because you you mentioned great <laughs> things that give me questions about other things. You mentioned flavor enhancer. Uh, yeah. Are flavor enhancers stuff like accent, um, which is just MS, MSG? Is it is that bad for you using accent, so, for example? Sure. So MSG, monosodium glutamate, um, also got a bad rap was in the 80s. And that was because some people were essentially allergic to it. Their body would respond uh, unexpectedly to it. But what we're learning is it's not as bad as it what we once thought. And so, um, again, it's one of those things. I'm going to sound like a broken record in small amounts here and there. Mm -hmm. Don't stress about it. OK, tip number four. Number four, drinks. So what should you drink? It's no surprise. Sodas, regular soda is not going to be your best option. Milkshakes, probably not ideal either. What's surprising for some is they think lemonade is a good choice, but it's actually loaded with sugar because the lemons are so tart, they have to offset that tartness with sugar. So diet soda, yes, would be a decent option, especially if you're watching your calorie and sugar intake. But believe it or not, coffee, iced tea, those are great options, provided you don't add too much cream or sugar to those. And caffeine gets really a bad rap still, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But what we're learning is caffeine in the form of coffee and even tea is actually really beneficial for most people. All right. And number five, I like number five. What to do if you really <laughs> want that milkshake, burger, and fries? Okay, what to do? Yes, absolutely. So if you want that regular soda, that milkshake, that burger, the fries, here's what you do. Just order off the kid's menu. Go ahead and indulge. Ah. Nothing, nothing's going to satisfy that craving unless you get it. And then you're just going to say, Dr. Neal doesn't know what he's talking about. So get the kid size. And likely that's the right size for you. That's the right portion. Because remember, everything's kind of supersized everywhere we go now. And so the kid size is actually a very reasonable portion for an adult. And you'll probably have the same level of satisfaction consuming the kid's portion as if you consume like a Big Mac or something much larger. You know, that's one of the tricks I learned uh, work, working the road as a stand-up in, in hotels. I, I read that somewhere that if you want to save money, you order the kid's burger because in hotels, it's generally the same burger. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you're going to pay burger. a lot less for it. And mm -hmm. it's the same hamburger, same size, everything. It's just they call it the kid's burger. And they, they, you yep. know, they, they throw you some gummy bears or something along with it. They charge you $5 less. So there you go. <laughs> right. Dr. Neil Malik, right. uh, again, uh, his podcast is Optimal Health Daily and uh, also is part of the Optimal Family Podcast, Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, Optimal Startup, and Optimal Relationships Daily. Always a pleasure to talk with you. We'll talk with you again real soon. Thank you so much, Brian.
we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to thank Brian Copeland and his producer Carolyn again for having me on the show. Don't forget, you can listen to Brian on KGO Radio and also in your podcast app. Just search for Brian Copeland and it'll pop up. You can also find him at his website at briancopeland.com. I can't believe it. That's 275 episodes of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.